And we're live. Wow, it's been an it's been an entire week. I can't believe we made it another week. And uh, people haven't completely just see ya. Bye. Yeah. You know, I've I've been uh, following the stuff that we've been doing in the group pretty closely, and I'll be honest with you, we've had some really and, uh, people cool have stuff. Completely just where is that sound coming from? Yeah. Bye. Yeah. You know, it's coming from YouTube, probably. Yep, it was. I, I forgot to shut down you. Hey, but uh, but we've got it up. It's there. So now we can all share it out. If yeah. you click on this on the replay, yeah. please <laughs> share this out still. That's that's okay. People still want to see this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a great month. We've talked about all kinds of different things. We've hit on some... Uh, I don't know if taboo is the right word, but we've hit on some topics that are, well, they're different. They're not the usual. They're not the common conversation kind of topic. I mean, we don't sit around, you know, and talk about some of these things, but, um, you know, they exist. And uh, that's what we're here for. We're here to help people start the conversations because some people have trouble starting conversations and, you know, that's a, when we're in a room, we're always waiting for that one person to put their hand up first, and then everybody else puts their hand up. You know, it's, what's crazy is even us doing the show, you and I doing this show, it opened the conversation up from, for me and my wife even. My wife watched a couple of the shows, and she was really engaged in what we were talking about. In fact, so much so that after the show, her and I would lay in bed together talking about the things that we talked about on the show for a good two, three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And conversation. And that's why is we're key. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, this has worked out well that this last episode, we've talked all about relationships, but there's so much more we could talk about. Um, oh, yeah. But um, you know, we want to talk about other things as well because life is a lot of other things. And like I said, it was saying to CG, okay, we, when we were planning our uh, topics for July, which are going to be so fabulous, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of sexed out. Like I was kind of surprised to like hear myself say that, but um, you know, there's other things that are really important to both of us. So yeah, you're going to want to watch July because that was good. But we want this is good that this is last show is a mashup. We're going to talk about whatever. If someone comments something, we do have something we want to talk about because we've both experienced it. And so do a lot of other people. So but this week has been a little shit for both of us. It has been a horrible week. You know, there's everybody goes through them, though. It's it's one of those things that, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be, you know the richest man in the world, Bill Gates, and he has crappy weeks. And same thing goes for anybody else. I mean, we can't be everything to everybody all the time. Sometimes things just break down. And this was, this was, I guess, our week to uh, just break down. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, just odd shit happening. And I don't, you know, personal things and you had personal things. And, and today I got a, you know, my husband called me to tell me that someone had died that we both had worked for. Um, 
And that just like shook me. Like for like two hours, I felt like I couldn't catch my breath. It was just, um, you know, just those times just get me thinking like, shit, life is short. Like this was an accident and that can happen to anybody at any time. And I just think, shit, man, you know, now I know why I know why those things happen. They're reminders to, to those of us living to live that that's when you start going, Oh, frig, man, I got to live. Cause you just never know. But yeah, absolutely. You know, tomorrow is never promised to any of us. Bad things happen to good people and all the time. Yeah. Uh, a story, you know, something that that reminded me of just now is when we came home from Afghanistan, the the NCO that was in charge of my platoon. So my platoon sergeant, we were home for one month. He was getting ready to go to Disneyland with his children the next morning. And he passed away in his sleep from a brain aneurysm that night. So you know what's going to ever happen to you. So you have to take the opportunity to live every moment that you have, because every moment is something different. Every moment changes from day to day and from minute to minute and second to second. So to enjoy each of those moments, all it really takes is just that decision. You, you got to make that decision that you're going to live the way you want to live. Sometimes that you know makes us a little reckless. Sometimes people think that, oh, well, that guy's a little flighty or she's a little flighty because they, they seem to be bouncing from thing to thing to thing. But look at what they're doing. Pay attention to what they're trying to do. Are they doing it because they're trying to put something out there for other people or are they just enjoying the journey and just playing along and having fun? Yeah. Yeah. I think we live so much in our head and not enough in our heart and not enough in our soul of, you know, cause then I always think, okay, at the end of my life, if I was to die tomorrow, would I be happy with what I've done? And it's a big hell no. No, it's the times that you're afraid or what are people going to think or, or you get caught up in it's, there's too many details to deal with. And that like, so what, like, so what, because I do not want to live with regret at the end of my life. So it's those times that happened last year when my mom passed away and I had two friends pass away and then this ex boss of mine. And it's just like, Oh my God. Like it's those times that just, they throw me. I think as you get older, you get a little bit more thrown by those things. So yeah, I'm glad that, you know, happened earlier today so I could be like, whoa, for a while and then get over it so we can get to our show because love it. And we do actually have a great show planned for you today. We, like I said, uh, like Lynn said, I should say, I didn't say it. Lynn said it. We are wrapping the month up and in wrapping the month up, we're going to talk a little bit about long distance relationships because that's something that we really didn't touch a whole lot on. A lot of couples experience this at some time or at some point in the relationship. And in some cases, it strengthens that relationship. And in others, it destroys that relationship. Yeah, you're right. And we so we were chatting a little bit before we got on that we both have experience with that. And for you, I think that's the ultimate tough one because there's so much more involved than just being apart. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Um, you know, and I used to, my time in the military, I see, I seen this very, you know, quite often where people would be married. They would actually get married before they would go into the military to basic training just so they would have that extra money. But they, they don't really know what's going into that. They think about it from that financial standpoint, but they don't really get the, the burden that's going to get placed on that family. Every single month, soldiers are going either on TDY or they're going down range to maybe they're going out to the field or something. Every month, there's some sort of separation happening between a man and his wife or a man and his family. And when these things happen, young families really have a hard time adapting to that culture. That's where you hear a lot of those stories where oh, oh, that wife, she's that one army wife that's messing around with everybody else. Or, or that's that guy, he goes downrange and he messes around with all these different women downrange. Those are the things that you hear happen and they actually happen. And more divorces happen in the military because of that separation. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have quite a few, I know quite a few people on social media that I've connected with that. Um, yeah. Their husbands or their partners, most it's mostly the husbands that um, are away. And I, I've actually had friends in real life too, that have been um, married to um some Navy guys and I don't know how they do it. I don't know how you do it because there are long separations. It's not like you're gone for two weeks. Like if you're shipped out, you're gone for months. You're missing holidays. You're missing anniversaries. You're missing life. You're missing that. And you do the best you can. I don't know how, I don't know how you guys do it. Um, and for the women that are at home, and it's not just being apart, it's being apart for a long time, but then there's the fear of something happening. Not everybody makes it back home. And you had your own situation. Yeah, and we we all have our own situation. I mean, every person who has served overseas, they've they've had that moment, I guess you would call it, that, that moment where you just, Everything just doesn't seem right. If everything's foggy, you get blowed up, uh, like like what happened to me, or you you get shot, or 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 you're just even the fact that you're getting shot at, that in and itself is enough to really make people really question, you know, whether or not they're doing the right thing, or the hardest thing. A lot of the the thing that people don't really understand is. The hardest thing for any human being to do is to pull the trigger against another human being. If if they've had that experience where they've grown up in a family where that's, you have those right, those morals instilled in you. Mm -hmm. So um, with the stresses that happen to soldiers and sailors and Marines and air enforcement, all of you to the, to the stressors that happen to you when you're downrange, you know, that in and itself is absolutely, you know, multiplied times 10. Then you add on that, that you have a family back home that you still want to try to be part of that family. And, you know, the, the military today has things really good compared to the military of say 10, 15, 20 years ago, where now we're able to call back and do things with through sat phones and all that kind of stuff. But even having that ability to communicate, it still doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't fill the void. It doesn't fill that gap. And, you know, you're gone months at a time. When you come home, 
that that uh, um, reunion, it's not always. Yeah, it doesn't always go so smooth. It's not like you just left one day and you come back the next day and you pick up where you left off. There's a lot of readjustment that goes along along with that. Yeah, I would think because that you your family has their routine and the things that they do, and then you're trying to fit into it, and it's your family. But I would imagine there's a feeling of you're not part of that family either. And then yeah, you come back home and it doesn't. You're not back together now there's more to deal with and like hats off to the families that that's what they do so what did you guys do like how did you guys maintain that connection and because you have two daughters and how do you maintain that connection what do you do to to you know keep up on what's going on back home and those times well funny story uh the first time i deployed i, I deployed to kuwait which was a pretty short uh, deployment. It was. It wasn't an actual wartime situation. However, at the time that I deployed, 9/11 did happen, so they ended up extending us. Well, when I came home from that deployment, my uh, I made the joke to my wife. I said, "If you ever get pregnant again, I'm going to go as far away as I can." Well, when that deploy, I'm sorry, before that deployment, that's what I had I had said to her because after my my first daughter when she was born. That pregnancy, I think I put on like 68 pounds or something like that. It was like reverse. Everything was just like craziness. So, and she was like, you know, awesome, super awesome. She's like, hey, just, you know, do you. Then the next day I'd be like super not so awesome anymore. But uh, it was enough to make me want to say something as crazy as if you would, when, if you get pregnant again, I'm going to go as far away from you as possible because, wow. Well, then. <laughs> Within a week, within a week of her finding out that she was pregnant with my, my youngest daughter, I got orders to deploy to Kuwait. So, Oh, that's funny. (laughs) While she's deployed now, she's this and see, and this is the part that people don't really understand. This is the, um, the thing that a lot of people don't give the women or the men, the spouses of the military members, They don't give them enough credit because my wife was sitting at home pregnant. She had no idea what was going on because at that time when 9-11 happened, they shut down all communications. Everything was going really crazy here in the United States. And since I was over in the country, that was the closest to where everything was uh, to respond. That's what happened. They took my unit and we responded to the threat by they moved us out well they couldn't tell her that all they could tell her was right now he's okay we'll give you more information when we have it that was it so now you have all these hormones and all this stress going on and you have a one-year-old child and you're getting ready to have another child the the strength of these 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 women who support their husbands when they go overseas is absolutely phenomenal. And they do not get enough credit for keeping those relationships going without their, uh, their grit and, and their tenacity. A lot of those men that go over and a lot of those women that serve overseas would not be able to do their job. They are the foundation. That family is the foundation and those long distance relationships. Those are things that you're never trained on. However, 
it is something that you have learned, you kind of learn over the years to adapt to. Um, and I don't want to say like it adapt, like it, you, it, it, it's never, uh, well, he's going overseas. Yeah. I'm used to that. It happens all the time. Every time it's hard. Every yeah. And every time you come home, it's, you still have that reunion. You still have that, that period of time where you're trying to get to know each other again. Cause like you said, your routines have changed. Um, your personality being away from your family, it changes drastically. It's mm-hmm. just uh well, yeah, he's a little bit different. No, 180 degree difference. So much so that a lot of women cannot stay married to their spouse anymore because that that's not the person that they married. That's not the person they fell in love with. They are two separate people with two different lives now. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that because what you see, what you go through, what you experience. Yeah. I could see it being, sometimes it's just too much. You would just be, yeah. I like kudos to those families that, that hang in there. And and like you guys, like, holy cow. I don't, I don't, well, I'm pretty tough, but yeah, it would be tough to do that too. And for the ones that, you know, lose their husbands and they don't come back home and, and they're killed and, you know, that have young families and, you know, what these, what you've, the military families have to deal with. That is the ultimate in long distance relationship. Like that's. That is definitely the, the extreme on one end. And then you throw on top of that, you know, I'm going to say something here and I don't, I, I don't want you to feel that I'm saying this in a bad way or I'm trying to be mean whatsoever. But the the spouses who come home, or, or the or the spouses who don't come home, those widows or widowers or the men or the women, the ones left home, it's a hard, hard thing to deal with, very hard. But the worst is over. The ones that come home and they have PTSD or they have other traumatic issues, uh, lost limbs, things like that they are going to live with that trauma and that uh, that um, disability for the rest of their lives. And those traumas, they can cause a lot of problems later on in relationships. So, you know, I'm not trying to make it seem like, hey, they got it easy because they don't, because they have the worst thing possible happen to them. They lose their loved one. Yeah. But at the same time, they they can rest loving that person for the rest of that, for the rest of their own life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, there's a lot of healing that needs to be done for the rest of them when they come home. Yeah. 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 It, it stories. I've heard lots of stories and that'd be tough. I mean, and it's one of those, like I can say, I can't imagine, but you know, until you're in it, you don't know, but I think you summon up the, the the strength and the grit and everything to just do what you need to do to get through it and you remember what's important and but yeah the ultimate relation long distance relationship for sure mine not that extreme not that extreme at all i mean we only lived an hour and a half away <laughs> so that was really nothing but but even being that close even an hour and a half away can drive you just as mad yeah. Because you get those, you get those times where it's like, Hey, are you going to come out this weekend or whatever? No, I'm not going to, you know, whatever. So then you get those types of little stripes. There's, so there's, 
they all have their own little dynamics that can either make or break that relationship. Yeah, it's all it's all uh, relative, right? It's all relative. Absolutely. You know, and we it, we didn't live apart for long. I mean, he he ended up moving. I lived uh, in another city here on the island, and um, yeah, it was like you can't just hang out. You can't. You know, and, and like you said, are you going to come down this weekend or, you know, are you going to come up or like, you know, and the, and, the, and the times when it's tough that you're feeling lonely or sad or, and the one person that could help you is, that's the reason why you're feeling like that. So, yeah, that's really tough. But I was, you know, and I had some comments. I shared it on my page about, you know, long distance relationships, yay or nay. I have some friends. I know some people that um, it, another thing too. a lot of people where we live, their husbands go and work in camp. Yeah, The jobs aren't here. So they go away to camp. They fly, you know, away to camp and their husbands will be gone two weeks or three weeks. And then they come home for a week and it is so tough on them. And some of them actually like it that way. They go do their thing. They have a good time. And then when their husbands come home, it's a week focused on each other and they get into that routine. Not that there aren't tough times because I know I'd see them post about it on social media, how something's come up or, you know, they're wishing that their other half was there. But uh, I think it's it's not a, a great thing, but I think it could be good. Someone else commented that, um, actually a couple of people commented saying that they've been married for like 20 plus years and now they're living apart. Now they're going to be living apart because they're going to yeah. be moving, but one's moving ahead, staying behind, you know, because of a work situation and the timing isn't quite right. So you've got to live apart. So when my long distance relationship that I had, we eventually, after some years, got married and then apart again. And, hmm. you know, you can make it fun. You can make it, you can be creative. You can have those spontaneous um, moments. You can, you know, be flirty on the phone, you can do all kinds of things. And so I was looking up some things to help with long distance relationships. Some people are like, no way, I'll never do it. <laughs> and other people, well, I don't think anybody really would choose that. You know, the whole long distance thing I thought was going to be, I thought it would be easier when I went up to North Dakota to work. Because around here, we had kind of a similar type of deal where we had a big oil boom going on in North Dakota. And my wife and I talked about it. Uh, I, I was asked if I wanted to go up there and work. Uh, we, we, oh, shoot. I bet you we talked about it for an entire week before we made a decision. And, you know, the thing is, is we kept saying to ourselves, you know, you're in the Army. We did this in the Army. This is going to be easy. You're only six hours away. This, that, and the other. So, I think we went into it kind of blind almost because uh, we were blinded by the fact that we had already done a whole 18 month deployment in Afghanistan. We had spent time away from each other when I was in Kuwait every year that I would go away for a couple of weeks here or, or a month there. It was such a constant thing that I think we blinded ourselves to the fact that 
it's a different type of of separation now. So when I would go up to North Dakota, I would be gone for two or three or four months and I'd come home for three or four days and then I'd go back. It was like they would keep us there just long enough for my wife and kids to get into their routine. And as soon as they got settled, they would ship me back home so I could disrupt it a little bit. Yeah. So there was actually a little bit more difficulties dealing with that separation, I think, than there was the deployments from being in the military. I can see that because I think it's almost like, you know, you're so close, you can taste it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And whereas if there's like such a great distance that there's, you're not going to come home and, you know, you can't just visit on the weekends or, you know, next month or, or whatever the case may be, or you're so far away and you know, you're going to be separated for so long. Then you just, you you just accept that fact. You accept that that's going to be reality for a little bit, as opposed to you're so close, but I can't touch you. I think that, um, I think that would be tough. It would be like a tease for sure. But it's interesting, the different reasons that people, you know, they, some stay behind because they want their kids to finish school. Right. We're seeing that with the president. Right. Like uh, Melania wasn't going to move to the White House because she wants to stay while her son goes to school. I admire that. I think that's important to not, you know, if you can do it for sure, because they're not in school forever. And and that's an important time in their lives. If you're waiting for your your kid to graduate and so they can graduate with their friends and their school. And so, you know, there's so many different reasons. Sometimes it's work. There's no work around and you have to go where the work is and you make the plans and you're eventually going to move and all that timing that you have to deal with. But I found this interesting thing is um, different posts I was reading on that, diff- that people were talking about just their lives. So there was a couple things. So for anybody that's watching, that's going through that right now, or you're going to be going through, you know that you're going to be separated for a period of time because life has, you know, kind of brought that situation to you. I f- came up with some some tips to help, maybe make it a little bit better. Maybe look at it. Let's, you know, we always want to give things a good spin and be a little bit positive instead of this sucks shit. <laughs> this is going to be crappy. We could turn it into fun, right? So I came up with some things. I think there's also two different kinds of long-distance relationships. There's the kind where you are together. You already have a relationship. For some reason, maybe one of you is in the military, you're going to be apart, or for work reasons, or whatever the case may be. You've already been together, and now you're going to be separate for a while. Or there's the other kind that you meet somebody. You haven't had that relationship. You're already apart, but you've met somebody. And I've seen lots of relationships like that as well. There's um, those live streamers, um, Brian and Carrie, that have a show. And, you know, he lived in the States and she lives up here in Canada. And they met and, you know, he moved. But it's it happens all the time. There's people in different countries. And so... So those two kinds of long distance relationships where you haven't even had that relationship yet. So I think an important thing is be really open and honest from the get go for any, no matter the the type, whether you are already in a relationship, you meet someone, be really open and honest about, about your feelings, what you're struggling with. 
and how you're feeling. And, and for those that don't have a relationship yet, I think it's what are you expecting? If you haven't met yet and you live a long distance, you know, what do you see it turning into something? Do you, do you think that there's going to be a future there? And so I think to be really open and honest to avoid any kind of minor thing getting huge and blown out of proportion. I think, you know, we always come back to communication, right? Communication, communication, be open and communicate about what's going on and what you're feeling. So I think that's sort of like we need to set, you know, set ground rules, set boundaries on what it is that is important to you and, um, and how you're feeling. Absolutely. I think you got to set that from, and sometimes you don't know if you've already been in a relationship and you're going to like in your situation where you're going to be separated. Yeah. I don't think you don't even know what you're going to expect. Right. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, the thing about what's going on, the problem a lot of people get into is one person will get jealous of what the other person may be doing. So yes. you'll this, like, for example, if I were to go out with my buddies one night and she's stuck at home with the kids because I'm, you know, I'm the single guy now that can really cause some problems. So then what happens typically is I just stop telling her that I'm going to go out with the buddies after work one night and she calls me up. I'm out with the buddies. I go hide outside. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just laying here. <laughs> and then somewhere she sees something happening. All of a sudden this becomes a a big problem that was easily avoided if he just kept that open, honest, straight relationship. Yeah. And I think reassure, maybe reassure them, look, I'm doing this. And I know that, you know, reassure them in whatever way, you know, is going to reassure them. And, 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 uh, cause it's tough for both. It's tough for both, but yeah, it's usually the woman. That's the one that has the kids and our time is a little bit more restricted for sure. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, for, for new ones, you know, what's their commitment level? Are you, you know, what, what is it that you're expecting if, if, if you're expecting anything at all? So yeah, I think you got to start there. Yeah. You definitely got to keep your expectations in check. Um, you, you know, the expectation setting too high of an expectation for somebody will, is going to disappoint you when they don't meet up to those expectations. Cause it's 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 difficult for someone to meet an expectation that you have set for them if you don't communicate with them what that is. Yeah. And then they can communicate with you why they can or can't, you know, meet that expectation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, the next one was, um, and this is where it can get fun. Ex- if you can exchange something personal. Like, like, like snail mail, good old snail mail. You know, maybe it's, maybe you send a little token or I was reading this one thing about, um, this woman said that her husband would send a t-shirt that he had worn so she could have the t-shirt to sleep with that smelled like him. Right. Or just fun little things to keep things. Cause who doesn't like getting mail? Yeah. You know, that's, that's a good point. It, <laughs> You know, the funny thing is, is the whole time I was deployed in Afghanistan, I used to get a letter from my mother-in-law almost every two days. I would say it was oh, every wow. two Yeah, she was amazing at writing letters. Now, my wife, on the other hand, I think I might have got one a month. 
And, and it, but that's that's the difference in the culture that we live in. And, you know, with my mother-in-law, snail mail, that was the thing. That's how you communicated. That was something that was very personal. And, and there you have it. And like my generation, with my wife, me and my wife, we were kind of at that yeah, we don't like writing letters anymore. Oh, hey, we got this new thing called email. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of, that's where you started seeing that whole shift over from, we don't talk so much. And, you know, through mail, we talk more through cell phones and email and electronic devices. So. But who, but, but, but you love getting mail. Oh yeah. Who, who oh, doesn't love getting a card? You know, we, all we get in the mail now is freaking bills. <laughs> you know, and every once in a while I get a card and it's like, oh, I got a card. Like someone specifically sent something for me that's just because, right? Mm-hmm. And I well, think that's a great way you could send a lot of great little things and 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 keep that that excitement alive or build it if it is with someone new, right? I think that's a great, great way. And then when I read that woman about that her husband, like that he thought of that. I was so impressed. A man thought of that really touching thing that he sent his wife a t-shirt that he wore so she could sleep with it and wear it and smell him. I thought that was so touching. Um, I think a big thing, another one is um, if you're meeting somebody new, don't, I think there's a lot of skeptics out there. And if this is something that is uh, really promises to be, a future, a relationship, and you've discussed it with that person and, and you have plans and you have expectations and there's a commitment level to the, to each other. Um, I think there could be a lot of people that would be skeptical, you know, that's not, you know, you, are you, can you really trust them? You know, you're far away. It's not going to work out long distance long distance relationships never work, you know, don't listen to the skeptics. If you are finding joy in that relationship and you have plans moving forward, then don't listen to the skeptics. So that's another tip for people. Those skeptics, I tell you what, they, for for everything, (laughs) eh? For everything. There's always, there's always five skeptics to every one supporter. That's, that's what I've always found out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, So the other one I came up with was um, the same time though, continue living your life. You're living apart. You were already living life. Um, That's for new relationships, but even for people that were in relationships, continue to live life because as much as you are part of a couple, you are also an individual. And I think it's so important to, to continue li- to live life, to maintain those connections. Maybe it's an opportunity to spend more time with some family members or friends or do those hobbies that are important to you. Because what I've come to learn through working with clients is so many, and it tends, so many people lose themselves. And they get later on in life and it's like, I don't even know who I am anymore because I gave myself to my partner or my kids or my work. And I don't even know who I am and what gets me fired up anymore. I don't know who I am. And it's really so sad. 
So continue, live your life, do those things that you like and, and, you know, don't wrap yourself up in either the sorrow that your partner is away or that you're apart or, or a new, a new relationship. You know, that's so important to, to be able to support each other and what, wow, it's been a while since I've heard that those chirps coming in. Yeah. Um, it's important to be able to support each other and what you guys are doing outside of you know, the relationship. So for example, if, if you're going out with your buddies, she should support that just the same. If she goes out with her girlfriends, you better be supporting that as well. It, it goes both ways. You've got to support each other's, you know, well, you know, lives outside of what you're doing because you're not together. You're not living a life together. So you have to be able to still support that. That way that person is still going to feel safe and confident and their self-esteem isn't going to be destroyed by the fact that, you know, you don't support them. I've seen that happen where, where where guys would be downrange and they'd get a phone call like, Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm out with my friends. Oh, you're out with your friends. I'm out here in in wartime, you know, like just laying it on super thick. How, horrible they have it compared to what they have it back home not realizing that back home things are still you know going it's life still moves even though you're not there so they still if you don't support them then now they start feeling like oh they're not good enough or whatever yeah there's so many different things that i mean you can say something that may not seem like a whole lot to you, but when you haven't seen somebody for months, that one thing that you just said that you thought, yeah, I just, that I didn't mean anything by it or whatever. That can be the biggest thing that you said since you've been gone. <laughs> yeah. You create a whole new war just by something oh, yeah. that just, you Definitely. just casually said. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially if that person's stressed out, having a crap day, really missing you and thinking, are you not feeling the same way I am? Like I'm dying here because you're not with me. Do you not feel like that too? Don't you care? Yes. I've, 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 I've heard those words. I swear to God, I've, those words are <laughs> like back into the memory banks and I think they're coming back <laughs> forward again. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard those same words or something along the line of, you know, I'm stressed out too, type of thing. And yeah. it's you gotta support each other. Even though you're not together, you still have to maintain that rah rah go, you know, type of that's that's yeah. downplaying it a little bit, but you know what I mean. You you really yeah. have to show that support for that other person's wants and needs. Yeah. And that's where communication comes in going. Um, what you just said is kind of pissing me off. Is that what you meant? This is how I heard it. Like, like <laughs> although you may not feel it at the, at the time being very communicative and you're just responding because you've had a really bad day and it's getting to you, but yeah. Yeah. I've been there. I'm guilty of that. I've done that too. Like really, really? Well, you just have yourself a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm guilty of that. I'd like yeah, to think yeah. I've evolved, but you know, we're human. We fall into yeah. those, we fall into those things sometimes. We all learn as we, as we mature in our relationships. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so phone sex, I, I think, like that's a good one. Like, I mean, that <laughs> there's that. I mean, that's we're not a way. talking about the one nine hundred numbers either. No, no, <laughs> no. Phone sex with your partner. I mean, yeah, it's different, but wow, it makes you be creative because you're that's going awkward. by words. Yeah, that's awkward the first time. It's like, what are you doing? Well, what are you doing? Um, I'm touching myself down there. Um, okay. Be more descriptive, please. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a, a learned skill. Yeah. It's easier if, if talking to each other that way is really difficult for you, you, you must go back to the snail mail. Yeah. Because it, that way, and here's the reason why I'm saying go back to the snail mail, not email, snail mail. If you go to the snail mail and you have a conversation between the time they send it, you or she can set the stage and get you kind of winding up. It's kind of like that long, drawn-out foreplay. So yeah, yeah. If you so if you have trouble talking to each other that way, definitely go with the snail mail route because it's so worth the wait. I know from experience. I, I'm just saying. Good. <laughs> Good tip. Good tip, CJ. Yeah, because anticipation is like one of my favorite emotions. I love anticipation. I love that feeling that, you know, what's coming, that build up, that, and it, you can do that. That's a perfect way to do that. Just get that that excitement built up and then you talk about that. So it helps, yeah, if you have a hard time doing that, it then it can naturally come about. Sure. Rather than they, so what are you wearing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's awkward though. I mean, for a lot of people, it's awkward. It, especially if, if you're in a situation where there might be other people around. Um, for example, you're in a office with all the other guys doing their job and you just have about 10 minutes in that office to use that phone. Real awkward. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. I didn't think about that. <laughs> because you know, there's you know, there might be time zone differences. You might be on, you know, in one hemisphere, and they might be in another. So there's so many things to consider. And yeah, that's something that you might might want to consider as well. Is maybe you want to get to know their schedule a little bit, just so you don't. Uh, yeah. Maybe start that video chat at the time where everybody's hanging around that computer. Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. Now that, that that didn't happen to me. That actually happened to one of the soldiers that was in my platoon. We just happened to all be around that computer at that time because they were showing uh, a graphic of something that we were going to be doing that day. Next thing you know, and the Skype thing comes up and it's and it's his wife. He clicks it open and it's her naked. Oh my god. So, um yeah, Sergeant Jennings, if you see this video, I swear to god I didn't see anything. Oh my god, that would be yeah, I think you got to learn that person's schedule. Yeah, so get to know each other's schedules so you can kind of, you know, be in it that helps in a lot of different ways. I mean, if if you know your your spouse's schedule or or your girlfriend or boyfriend's schedule, you know when they're coming off work. You know 
while they're at work, maybe they can't text or communicate so much. So you send that text and they don't respond for an hour. So you're not wondering why aren't they texting? Are they doing something else? Where are they at? Why, you know, yeah. you can know each other's schedule. That way it can kind of help ease that, uh, that anxiety. So what happened? What happened? I want to know what happened. We shut the screen down. <laughs> and this was a desktop. So it's not like a laptop where you just shut it. He's just, <laughs> wow. That whole thing just went flying. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Whoa. A little embarrassing for him, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, the guy, the guy, and it, if it would have been like just three or four of us, we could all have been like, okay, we'll, we'll leave. But no, there's like 20, 30 of us because, oh my like God. I said, we were all, we had, we had a mission briefing. They were showing us this graphic that had come up, that they had sent in uh, through, you know, they showed, it was like a map or something like that. And they had the, the little spots on there that we were going to be hitting for our checkpoints. So when we, when we're looking at, it, I mean, everybody's like huddled onto this thing. You got that many people trying to huddling around one computer. So focused. Close. Yeah, and then the the one guy that's operating that computer because it's his workstation. He's sitting there and he gets this call from his wife and he goes to click it off. Well, he says he was going to try to, you know, uh, ignore it, but he accidentally hit the, you know, yeah. Open the answer. Button, the answer button, and when he answered it, there was old glory. <laughs> oh my god! I'm yeah. sure she was pretty embarrassed, but she didn't have to be around a bunch of people to know. But yeah, she wasn't. She didn't have to be really embarrassed until the the uh, redeployment ceremony when we all came back. Oh my about god! Nine months later, then she was embarrassed because now she's seeing these faces of the guys that saw her because we were all like this and. God, you, I mean, yeah. So she's seen these guys, and as soon as she recognized one of the people that were on the video, you see her walk away. So it's oh my god, that's just brutal. But yeah, I'm sure it's happened lots of times. Oh, oh yeah. my god, that is funny, brutal, brutal, and and or just write letters. Then you don't have to worry about anything like that. You yeah. can write hot, sexy letters and just take that to bed by yourself. And uh, that, 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 those are not bad either. Those I are mean, I think phenomenal. I think you have to find a way to somehow have a connection like that somehow. Yeah, whatever way works for you. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that there's a way that you couldn't. In my experience, I don't know that. I don't know. I mean, maybe. You know, I think, like I said, it's it's for some people, it's more comfortable than others. Um, and I know for like with me and my wife, we used to do, we used to kind of do this as a more more of a joking type of deal. She'd be like, "Well, what are you wearing?" You know, and yeah, you know, yeah. Type of deal. But. Uh, you know, one of the things I think a lot of people get wrong, and I, I just want to point this out because as we're talking about actually communicating with each other through video chat or through calls or whatever, a lot of, lot of couples will talk too often. And uh, what I mean by that is the more, the more you talk, maybe you talk to them three or four times during the day, and throughout the day, you've basically watered down anything you possibly have to talk about. 
So if you have nothing to talk about, you have nothing to transition to anything else. Yeah. So when you, if, if you talk too often, that could definitely be one of those things where it's like, well, I'm just doing what I was doing, you know, four hours ago, just kind of hanging out, doing my thing, watching TV, whatever it is, it becomes boring. And when the communication becomes boring in a long distance relationship, that is a signal that the whole relationship is just boring because that's what you're basing that relationship on is that moment of communication. Yeah. Oh, you're so smart. That was on my list. Don't (laughs) over communicate. Don't over-communicate. Yeah. Use those communication times effectively to, to share something or, or it's been a while and you're just catching up with each other and I miss you and, or to flirt or, I mean, you can, you can get all hot and bothered just through texting. I mean, you know, use it for those times to flirt and, or send a picture or, you know, that, we couldn't do that a long time ago. You can send a picture now, send a sexy picture now, send a, you know, there's a lot of great pics you can pick up off the internet and, you know, like use that time to tease and, and, and get, you know, sexy that way and, and tease and taunt and all of that stuff. So, you know, it's funny is I've got a million stories that I could tell about how things didn't quite go right in a long distance relationship being in the military because when you're around, you know, two, 300 guys all experiencing a long distance relationship, you get 200 to 300 stories every single day of something that could potentially happen. Like so-and-so having a letter sent to him in basic training, the drill sergeants open it up and his girlfriend sends him a bunch of nude pictures. Um, yeah, these things happen. Uh, or, or the, or the lady who's at home and finds out that, her her husband is doing something downrange and she sends him a video of her doing some sexy stuff with the neighbor those things happen too so oh wow there's these stories out there and because these stories are out there it makes it more difficult for people who really do have a strong long distance relationship the movies even play on these types of scenarios So with everything that we've been talking about, the things that you've been, the tips that you've been giving, you know, they're vitally important. These are all things that people screwed up and said, Hey, by the way, you should do this. Don't do this. Yeah. We wouldn't have these tips if somebody hadn't screwed these things up at least once or twice. Yeah. And I know I've been guilty of screwing up probably three or four of those on your list already. (laughs) Well, I think it's new to everybody, right? I mean, everything is, there's a first time for everything. So you don't know how you're going to be or how you're going to act, or you have this great idea and, oh, that just went for total shit because you never thought of the potential downside or what's going to happen. Like doing a nude Skype call. I mean, you think, oh, this is going to be great, but you don't think about what the circumstance is. So yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, I don't have any stories like that. Everything worked out fine for me. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, and for me, the, it worked out absolutely amazing. Um, I'm going on 18 years of marriage. On July 3rd, I'll be married for 18 years. So those long distance relationships, they didn't kill me or my, uh, my relationship with my wife. And thank God they didn't because, you know, 
I, I, I'm great. I'm happy. This is exactly where I should be right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a great testament. My husband and I divorced, so that didn't go well. <laughs> Had nothing to do with long distance relationship, but no, that's a great testament. Like, like congratulations, like happy anniversary. That's huge. That's huge. And, and yeah, like you had the ultimate long distance relationship. So, and I know lots of other people who have, right. That they've, they're just, they're so committed and they just, they're committed to each other and they're committed to what it is that they have. And I think the important thing is that they have, um, they have that end goal in mind. They have that plan in mind. You know, a long distance relationship, I think only works if there is a plan to end the distance at some point. Yeah. Um, I was just reminded of, uh, of uh, one of my own, uh, fuck ups. Yeah. Uh, putting in the wrong video. One's labeled family videos and one's labeled something oh, family pictures. And I put in the wrong one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I've done it. I, You know, we all make mistakes. We all do these yeah. crazy things. But, you know, it's it's things like that. It's It's that kind of, it's those kind of things that people do for each other that keep those exciting moments going when you're apart, you know, send, yeah. sending those skinny, you know, those skin fl flicks to each other type of thing. Uh, flirting. Oh my God. You have to flirt like you're freaking teenagers and let, you know, use that, enjoy that, be playful. Holy crap. If you're not playful when you're apart, there's no way you're going to be playful when you get together. But I, I did come up with a couple of things um, based on my experiences. I came up with a couple of things on my list as well. And I'm going to scratch off the ones that you kind of covered because I kind of thought of them too. Want to hear a couple of them? Absolutely. Because you always surprise me all the freaking time. <laughs> okay. So we just said the one, be playful, be flirty. Yeah. And get You know, we all know about the get sexy on video chats and you know, here's the one that a lot of people get wrong. And, and I get, I got it wrong every time because I, nobody had ever told me this, but I wish someone had. Don't rush into sex when you finally come together, when you finally come back together and you're able to be together for that moment. Don't rush into the sex because then that becomes what that moment coming together is about. Take your time. Let that anticipation build, like you were saying earlier. Just because you haven't seen each other for four months doesn't mean you have to rip each other's clothes off at that moment. Let them know you want to mm -hmm. do it at that moment. And as that anticipation rises, you can, you'll continue that flirtiness and that basically that mind-numbing foreplay throughout the entire day or, or weekend even. Uh -huh. And by the time it's all comes to a head, you, trust me, if you're in a long distance relationship, take my advice on this one, please. Because once you start making that routine happen where you show up, you have sex and you go on with your the rest of your weekend, the rest of the weekend isn't about each other anymore. It's about what you did when you got there. So every time you come home, it's just oh, time to do the duty. 
that either. <laughs> that is very good. That is a very good tip. I could see that being super valuable. That yeah, it's okay. You've done it now. Okay, so uh, yeah, Susie's got a dentist appointment at three, and yeah, definitely continue that whole. Just because you're home, continue that and just building the anticipation and. Yeah. And any other other tip that uh, I we didn't really talk about that I would suggest is have something uh, a television show or a favorite comic strip in a newspaper or whatever it is have something that can create conversation it's a it's an icebreaker type of deal did you catch what they did on whatever show you watch you know have that conversation or have that. Uh, something that you can talk about that you both watch that way you can relate to whatever it is. And that's just a, it's just an icebreaker to open up conversation because once the mouth starts moving, it's really hard to shut it off. You can have um, hours of conversation as long as you have a way to start a conversation. Are you talking about when you come home? No, even when you're just while you're away, you're away. Yeah, that was something else that I had was do something together. There's a lot of games that you can actually play online at the same time together. Mm -hmm. So have something that you can do together too. So it's not always talking about your feelings and I want you and I want this. Like talk about other things and what's going on and, you know, did you hear about or guess what happened or or you can play a game together. You can play online games, tons of them that you can that you would do if you were together. Yeah. You know, and guys, here's the last tip. I promise this is the last tip that I've got for you. Guys, if you want her to want you more than anything in the world and you want to talk sexy to her, just start telling her that you're going to do the dishes. You're going to do the laundry. <laughs> her just relax for the weekend. Let the weekend be about her just kind of decompressing from having to take care of everything around the house. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's well, like the yeah. We want two men. One to do the dishes and one to vacuum. <laughs> you need two, really? Two. You really need two, Lynn? Two. I would like two. <laughs> no, pool boy and one to do the housework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there. So, to all of you that are to have in long distance relationships, we've been there. We know the pain. We know what you're going through, and um, or those that are, you know, you've met someone that's far away. Um, you know, keep these in mind because these are things that we've used or we got from other people. Some of these are things that I that I picked up seeing online and, you know, people that I know that are sharing their difficulties and their struggles and all of that and, and their stories of what they go through in their relationships. That's the beauty of social media. You get to know people that way and you, you pick up some good ideas. So, you know, think about these and, and, and if you haven't try one of them out because it may alleviate the, the missing because the missing can be so it's, it could be really achy. You could just ache for that person and it's, it's not a good feeling. So, you know, exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 So we, we, uh, 
We were going to hit a few things, but we always get talking on something and that's never an issue. So, but I think we wrapped it up good talking relationship month, hitting the long distance relationship deal. Like, I think this month has been absolutely phenomenal with, with what we've covered, how far we've come. I mean, we've, we've gone the whole gamut, you know, broad range. You know, we're not talking niche down into small little micro areas, broad range, different aspects of different styles of relationship. Um, yeah. What we can learn from each other. So we, and we covered a lot of different things, but you know, I think it's time to put relationships to bed for, for a little bit. Yeah. And kind of bring in some things that I think, uh, and, and you agreed that when we talked about them, I think we came up with a really great list of topics for next month's shows. And I, I believe I'm stoked. I am too. I'm excited about what we're what yeah. we've coming up. I think a lot of the stuff that we're, we're going to be talking about, and I'm not going to give it away yet. I'm not, I'm going to, we'll, we'll tease it out here coming up in the next couple of, couple of days, I'm sure. But the thing is, everything that we talk about, we have an opinion on. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be your opinion. So please, if you disagree with anything that we have to say, please tell us why you disagree. Because just like we're trying to give you information, we love information as well. We want to learn and we want to be able to you know, maybe look at things from a different perspective. Absolutely. So if you don't agree with what we have to say, please point it out, shout it out, put it in the chats, put it in the Facebook group. You can even bring it over and put it into a question form on gritandgracetv.com. If you want to just send a question out to get our take on something. Yep. Right there. Ask a question. You don't, it's anonymous. You don't even have to uh, tell us who you are. Yeah. Yeah. We want to hear from you because the whole premise of this is to talk. Like we like to talk and we can talk and talk and (laughs) we don't just talk once a week for this one hour. Like we talk about different things. We talk about, Hey, did you see this? And what do you think of that? And has this ever happened? And I saw this post about that. I mean, we're always, CJ and I are always talking about different things and you know, we communication is what it's about. So if you want to tell us nicely that you think we're full of shit, um, like do it, like do it because we want to, we want to know why you think that. And, we want to learn and the only way we're going to do that and to get other people to, uh, to start talking, uh, you know, it changes lives. Communicating changes lives and we're here to help you start the tough conversations. So we, we definitely want to hear from you. Absolutely. Well, folks, that is really all we have for you this week. Respect. You know, here's the thing. We could keep going for hours and hours we know we could sit here and talk. We both are Aries. We get going on something. We won't stop. Yeah. Until we get bored. Pretty much. So and we'll start something new. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll start something new. Get you all excited about that. Yeah. And then we'll drop you again. That's right. That's right. Until next week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Grit and Grace. We appreciate each and every one of you. And We are coming up on our Independence Day in Canada and in the United States. So to all of you veterans out there, thank you for your service. We love each and every one of you, and it's you who deserves that day.
Absolutely. Yeah. A big, big, big year for Canada. Canada 150. Woohoo. Woo, yeah. One so enjoy, be safe. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week with all new exciting stuff. <laughs> well, you don't have to be perfect to be that perfect solution. No, you don't. Peace. Stay wild, everybody. Bye. <laughs>